Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In This Day and Page, a West Des Moines Public Library podcast. I'm your host, Maggie Martin. In today's episode, we sat down with Gail Brubaker, the Executive Director of the West Des Moines Historical Society. Gail spoke with us about the return of the Iowa Files history series and gave us a preview into what to look forward to for the next eight months while we partner with the West Des Moines Historical Society on this awesome history program. So without further ado, let's welcome Gail. So just to start us off, could you share what your name is and what are your preferred pronouns? Sure. My name is Gail Brubaker and I am she, her, hers. Wonderful. What's the last great book you read or what are you currently reading? Boy, um, I'm currently reading or trying to reread or get going on Bill Bryson's The Body. I am a huge teenage squealing girl fan of Mr. (laughs) Bryson and everything he writes but when the body came out, I just, I wasn't in the right headspace for it. You have to be in the right headspace for that one. So Absolutely. I set it down and um, I'm coming back to it now. So trying to, hopefully I'm in a better headspace because I just think he, he is a wordsmith mm-hmm. and fantastic. And, you know, some of his technical things get very technical. Sure. So um, I'm, I'm giving that another shot. I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not surrendering. Uh, what's your favorite book format? Do you like having a physical book in your hand? I'm old school. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I appreciate so much the convenience of ebooks mm-hmm. and things like that um, for travel, um, camping, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is just something about a book. Yep. The weight of it, the smell of it, the the cover art, um, I just yeah, I'm probably one of those last generation that still just loves. I don't love moving because I have too many Same. books. Yes. The uh, the Kindle sure makes it easier Absolutely. to move a library, but yeah, there's something about laying in bed and falling asleep and dropping that book on your face yep. that is <laughs> a, a good experience. Yeah, a rite of passage for it, most readers. Exactly, <laughs> yes. So since this is a library podcast, I had to ask a little bit about libraries. So how have uh, libraries impacted you? Hugely, okay. hugely. My first job ever was at the Bloomfield Public Library oh, in Bloomfield, Iowa. I was a page. I worked there um, in high school. My mom ended up becoming the city librarian. Uh, I think libraries are a resource for the community that should be protected at all costs. Where else can you go and get the depth and breadth of information and support and just everything under the sun except at a library? For free. For free, Mm -hmm. yes. This is one of those things that I I love my taxes going to support libraries. And in kind of in this day and age when it seems to be cool to be banning books and telling people, young people, what they can't read. Libraries are really valuable. Mm-hmm. So I think even, you know, as we go on and on, there will always be a place for public libraries in our communities. Kind of like historical societies. Absolutely. What a great transition. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the reason we have you on here today uh, is to talk about an awesome partnership that the library has with the West Des Moines Historical Society for the Iowa Files series. 
Can you talk a little bit about um, what your role is at the West Des Moines Historical Society and how long you've been there for? Sure. Um, I am the executive director, so I've been there a total of seven years, not all as executive director. I started off just being a contracted docent, and then, which is the fancy pants words for tour guide, uh, and then just kind of when opportunities presented themselves, I grabbed them. So I've been the ED for, boy, has it been almost four years? So, you know, I've been doing the job but didn't have the title. Yeah. So I wanted that glamorous title and the huge pay raise that came with it. No. <laughs> it is very glamorous. It is. You're right. <laughs> um, so I do, we are, you know, one, one and a half staff. Okay. So I'm full-time, and then my fantastic administrator, Kelly, is part-time. So I do everything, sure. which a lot of times I just absolutely love. Um, I do all the fundraising. I do the marketing. Uh, I do the graphics. Um, I give tours. Mm-hmm. I go out and talk to community groups, and um, I try to get the groundhog out of the basement on its annual incursion into the Jordan house. So oh, yes. there's always other duties as assigned, but I really like that. Mm-hmm. I like kind of not knowing what my day is going to necessarily hold when I walk in. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's a perfect job for somebody who can multitask. Yes. So It sounds like you're a pro at multitasking really well. I, you you kind of have to when you're doing doing everything. Yes. So I like that. I could not just sit at a desk and do, because it's impossible. You can't do one job from beginning to end unless it's like a grant report or something mm-hmm. like that. But sure. same way with the Iowa files. Here's this perfect opportunity to be creative and to learn more about history and not just West Des Moines history, but the state's history. Mm-hmm. So it's really... It's a long process to get them all booked and researched, but it's fun. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That kind of goes into my next question. So can you give our listeners sort of a broad overview of what the Iowa Files series is and how it started? Sure. I think we're coming up on our fourth year, aren't we? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So actually was um, really inspired by another local historical society, the Waukee, uh, who did a sort of similar partnership with their public library to talk about interesting people and places and events in Iowa history. So they were very gracious and met with me and gave me some ideas of speakers to reach out to and just took off running from there. So it's uh, eight months worth of programming. We love having it here at the library because it's accessible. And it just, you know, you've got the technology and the rolly chairs and everything that is need, <laughs> needed to make uh, a program work. So basically, it is things that I think are kind of interesting, too, Absolutely. to be honest with you. Because I ask people for ideas. Um, we do brainstorming sessions. Uh, at the last session every year in May, I ask the audience what they would like to hear about and take some of those ideas and run with them. So it's really personally a lot of fun yeah. to find these folks and there, boy there are a lot of smart people out there who just want to share their wisdom absolutely yeah we're, we're lucky to be in a community that has so many people willing to share that wisdom too. exactly yeah. yes fantastic um can you tell us about how you i mean you said you got brainstorming ideas from the very final group mm-hmm. how else did you curate and come up with these sessions 
I will be completely honest with you. It's from reading about Iowa history, Iowa stories, Mm -hmm. things that I think would be interesting. Um, Humanities Iowa has a great speakers bureau. So even if I'm not able to utilize their speakers, there's a lot of good topics on there to go with. So it's, it really is just a matter of sitting down, making a long list of things that I think people will be interested in. Mm -hmm. And you know, not everything like, um, this fall, we're going to have a program on the history of Waveland golf course. I personally, that's not one of my passions. Mm -hmm. My husband is very excited about it because he loves golf. But then when you start taking these topics that you think, Oh Lord, that's going to be a bummer. And start researching them. Waveland is like the very first golf course west of the Mississippi. Seriously. And um, it used to have elk on it. What? And things like that. So there's always something interesting Mm -hmm. out there. So, and um, a little secret between you and me, I always, I've decided that one session is going to be something that really nerds me out, interests me. So... Um, I really, really wanted a speaker on cryptozoology, mm. but I couldn't find anybody. So we're the very last session in May is going to be about UFO sightings oh, in Iowa. Awesome. So, <laughs> so that's one of those. That's my little reward for getting through it Heck is yeah. I get to have something that I really want to know about. That's super cool. Oh, people will love that. I think so. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be fun. And that's fun, too, because it doesn't have to be about West Des Moines history. Sure. And I think that's really important. It's got to tie in with Iowa history, but think about, you know, central Iowa. We're a bunch of small towns linked together. Mm -hmm. So Bonnie and Clyde being in Dexfield and the sheriff and a bunch of the posse came from Des Moines. So why can't I talk about the history of Bonnie and Clyde in Iowa? Absolutely. So yeah, I dare anybody. I'll fist fight them if they say I can't. (laughs) Let's talk about the very first session that we're having. Can you talk about what's coming up for us on September 18th? Yes. Oh, I think this will be very interesting. Uh, This is a really creative couple that lives in Ames. It's uh, Patricia and Kevin Kimley, and they have a book, The Only Free Road, An Underground Railroad Saga Unveiled. So it's this fictionalized account of the uh, freedom seekers that came through Iowa with John Brown. So... Mm -hmm. John Brown is in there, uh, J.B. Grinnell, James Jordan, and they have done extensive research on this too. So they will dress in period costume, and they've written essentially kind of a one-act play that is based on their book. So they will act out the play and and answer folks' questions about what they've learned about the Underground Railroad. That's so cool. So yeah, they are... They're wickedly creative, so I think it's going to be uh, very interesting and educational. Neat. Did you get in touch with them through the Speakers Bureau, or did you know them? I did not know them. They got in touch with me last year when they had uh, published their book, which is available at the Jordan House Museum for purchase, Um, and there will be copies available on Sunday, September 18th at the West Des Moines Library if you would like to purchase it and have it autographed. So unfortunately, they wanted to get into the series last year, but I already had everything booked. So they were my first choice for this year, definitely. Oh, 
Oh, that's so, so cool. And I know we have it in our catalog here at the library too. I made sure we had a copy. So if Perfect. people want to check it out, they can check it out too beforehand. Yes. Part of the reason that um, our Friends Foundation supports this program is so that it can be live streamed and so that people who aren't able to physically join in person can also hear um, the great content. So can you talk about how people can tune in if they aren't able to join in person? Sure. Well, you can tune in live the day of on the West Des Moines Historical Society's Facebook page or our YouTube channel. We stream to both of those and we also record every program um, add closed captioning. I guess it's open captioning. Mm. Um, if there's a PowerPoint, our fantastic videographer, David, edits that in there. Right. So, And then about four days usually after the Iowa Files program, it's up on our YouTube channel. So you can see the last couple of years. Uh, year one, we didn't record it because we didn't have the money and we right. weren't sure if it was going to work. But And after the pandemic, you know, we just all really made a commitment to increasing access. Mm -hmm. There, I think it brought home to a lot of people, or those of us, I'm sure in the library business, you figured that out too, but in museums, we felt isolated. Sure. And there were people who just desperately missed education and opportunity. Mm -hmm. Well, think of the people that are out there that never get that opportunity, whether it be uh, you're part of the deaf, hard of hearing community, or you have limited physical access. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, it's 20 and 2021, I'm not going to go around in a crowd of people. Right. Right. So streaming and recording really seems like a fantastic public service. Mm -hmm. And I just can't thank the Friends Foundation enough, along with EMC Insurance Foundation, for supporting it and making this accessible. So. Even if people don't watch the day of, they can watch after. So it's, uh, and we get a lot of hits Fantastic. on the videos. So it's something that I feel very strongly that we need to continue. So this consistently is one of our most well-attended events oh. here at the library. Um, can you tell us kind of why you think that might be? Why, what draws people to come to these events? Well, I'd like to say it's all me. Um, <laughs> it's, it's mostly you. It's mostly right? me. Okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> your, your check is in the mail. <laughs> I Well, I think there is a, just this constant hunger for learning mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, you know, Iowans are pretty smart. Mm -hmm. And to have this opportunity to come for free mm -hmm. and learn about topics ranging from the Underground Railroad, to orphan trains, to UFOs in Iowa. I mean, that's depth and breadth mm -hmm. right there Absolutely. of topics. <laughs> you know, maybe not so much depth, but the breadth is there. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the fact that the library has such a convenient setup and has made a commitment to great audio-video access for groups like me who can't afford it. I mean, we could not do this at the Jordan House. Mm -hmm. We don't have the room. Right. So um, this there is this community commitment of the West Des Moines Library that I think really makes this a gathering place for people that want to learn and share. So we've talked a lot about the Historical Society 
if someone wanted to learn more about what you do and all of the wonderful stuff that you're working on, how would they go about learning more? You could look at our website, which is, it's the initials for West Des Moines Historical Society. So WDMHS.org. Mm-hmm. Um, go to our Facebook page. It's a little easier to update daily. So sure. it's a, that's a little, a little snappier. Um, come to a tour. We have tours, open house tours every Friday and Sunday at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., and those are guided tours. So, um, I don't know, have you been to the Jordan House? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. You know, we're not set up like a traditional museum with things under glass. So we, we have to, and we love it, taking people around on a tour so we can tell the stories. Mm -hmm. Because the signage that it would require to impart all of the information we'd have no wall space left. And it's also a chance, especially when there are younger people, to answer questions. Mm -hmm. And that really is fun. You know, when those school tours come in and you start talking about the the economics of enslavement Mm -hmm. as as well as the social part of it, you see that confusion on young people's faces because the concept that you can own another person based on the color of their skin boggles them, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Right, right. And I think it really speaks to, as well, that history is happening today. Mm-hmm. Every, I think there's been this thought that history is what's in the past and it doesn't matter. We're making history today. Mm-hmm. In 2020, we made this strong effort to record stories and impressions of people doing homeschooling for the first time ever, mm-hmm. or working from home, or not being able to go out and how all that worked. Um, had some young people send us their college schedules and recorded video of what it was like in the dorms. So the, that's now part of our inventory, and that's going to be available for people to look at in the future. Oh, yeah. So I think that's another really important responsibility we have, is that history is being made today, so we have to keep recording it and, mm-hmm. and saving it and preserving it for the future. Because if it wasn't for a really incredible group of people in the 70s, the Jordan House would not be here today. So we, we stand on the shoulders of giants in, in our effort to keep maintaining and preserving and educating. I was one of those students that was on student tours. I went. I was Western Point School kid. So awesome! Oh yes, you need to come back. Yes, I do. As as an adult, I need to come back. We have mm-hmm. new exhibits, mm-hmm. so that's been one of my things that I've really pushed. Um, there hadn't been a new exhibit at the house in over twenty years. Really, and you can't get repeat visitors if you have the same thing. Sure. And exhibits need to evolve. Evolve. Our language has evolved. Um, when you come now, you will notice we try very hard not to say slaves mm. because a slave is not a person. Right. It's an involuntary state of being. Mm. They are enslaved human beings. Sure. Um, you know, the name of the uh, legislation is the Fugitive Slave Act. So fugitive slave or escaped slave is something that 20 years ago, that was kind of the proper terminology mm-hmm. That's not accurate. Right. Well, I suppose technically, and James Jordan was breaking the law too, but if you say fugitive, you automatically go to criminal. Sure. Who amongst us would not be a fugitive slave if we didn't have the opportunity, right? Right. So right. that's why we use the term freedom seeker now. 
So words matter, Mm -hmm. and the impression that it gives on historical context really matters as well. It's been a good learning experience, but right now, this is so cool. We have an art exhibit by Olson Larson Art Galleries called Timeless at the house. So they went through and found artwork that had modern artwork Mm -hmm. that was done by artists using techniques or topics that were popular from 1850 to 1870. So they have that hung and it's it's kind of like you have to hunt for it because you can't put up those traditional labels on the walls. So people really have to walk through and look at all of the art Mm -hmm. because some of it's ours and some of it's Olson Larson's. So it's this art and history having a conversation at the Jordan house. It's very cool. Oh my gosh, you're making me want to go right now. Let's go. (laughs) All right, bye guys. (laughs) All right, so before we uh, sign off today, can you give us uh, an overview of what's coming up for this entire series? Sure. Get excited. Oh yes, gotta get excited. So these are um, almost all on the third Sunday of the month at two thirty. They last about an hour uh, at the West Des Moines Public Library. The only one that is not. On the third Sunday is January. Okay. So take a look at the schedule on our website, or um, we have them all set up as events on our Facebook page. So you w- won't miss one of them. Wonderful. So uh, Sunday, September 18th is the only free road about the Underground Railroad. Then October 16th is for the history <laughs> of Waveland Golf Course. November 20th is about orphan trains in Iowa. Cool. Uh, January 15th. Have you ever heard of the state versus Novak murder arson in Walford, Iowa? This one's very fascinating. Do not spoil it for yourself. Do not Google it. I won't. Come and you can post Google, but don't pre-Google. Good tip. tip. uh, February for Black History Month, we're having a Scraps of African Heritage Workshop where um, a historical researcher and fiber artist Kina Clemens is going to be leading participants in a journey through quilting traditions mm. and ancestral heritage. And she actually has a hands-on activity with Ooh. that one. So uh, March is about Iowa barns. Okay. I mean, they're, I titled it Rural Cathedrals because some yeah. barns are just Gorgeous. amazing. This is one that I didn't think people would be interested in, but I'm hearing a lot of feedback. Iowa's history in making pearl buttons. There's a whole museum in Muscatine that's dedicated to pearl buttons. So somebody from the um, Iowa State Button Society is coming, bringing examples of buttons from all over. Cool. So that's cool. And then on May 21st is my nerddom, the UFOs in Iowa. So that's that's a lot of stuff. a really great variety of stuff. I think there's something for everyone in that list. Definitely. And, you know, if you want to be part of this, if you have ideas, get in touch with me. If you would like to support programming like this, you know, this is free. And we so appreciate the Friends Foundation and the EMC Insurance Foundation. But those two grants only cover the live streaming and the recording. Mm -hmm. They don't cover speakers fees. They don't cover any of the rest of that. So become a member of the the Friends Foundation of the Library. Become a member of the West Des Moines Historical Society. For $25 a year, that's our base membership, you can have influence and impact on the services and the education that we provide. 
$50 will give you twice as much impact. Absolutely. So, and we're going to start having some really cool members-only events. Mm -hmm. So, um, including a tour of the Valor Ballroom when it under just starts its restoration. Mm -hmm. That's only going to be for our members. Nice. Or, if you're interested in volunteering on um, the events committee who puts this stuff together, or uh, our board of directors, you can have a tremendous impact on the forward momentum of the West Des Moines Historical Society. And we have such cool things planned. Give me a call at 515-225-1286 and let's chat. You heard it here, everyone. Let's chat with Gail and figure out how you can make the most impact at the West Des Moines Historical Society. Well, do you have anything else you'd want to add or do you feel like we've covered it? I feel like we've covered it. So awesome. definitely just check out the website, check out Facebook and come see us at the Iowa Files at the West Des Moines Library. Awesome. The first one again, September 18th. We'll see you here. Thanks, Gail. Thank you. All right. Now let's get into the reading roundup for this podcast. Gail talked about reading The Body by Bill Bryson. And then we also, of course, talked about The Only Free Road and Underground Railroad Saga Unveiled by Patricia and Kevin Kimley. Now, here's what's coming up in the next few weeks at the library. As a reminder, as of today, we are officially switched back to regular hours from our summer hours, and so they are as follows. Monday through Thursdays, we are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Fridays, we're open 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then we are open again on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. We also have regular story time starting back up this month, uh, the week of September 12th. And as a reminder, we have Lapsit story time on Mondays, toddler story time on Tuesdays, baby doll story time on Wednesdays, and then family story time on Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays. But for the rest of the events, tonight, September 6th, we have Dungeons and Dragons for adults from 5.30 to 8.30. On Wednesday, September 7th, we have teen group service project from 3 to 5 p.m. We also have Introduction to Coding and Building with Legos from 5.30 to 6.15 p.m. On Thursday, September 8th, we have Tech One-on-One -on -one Sessions from 1.30 to 3 o'clock p.m. Also on that Thursday, we have Why Not Club Read from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. On Monday, September 12th, we have Family Night at the Library from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Also on Monday, we have Club Read Hybrid Edition from 7 to 8.45 p.m. On Tuesday the 13th, we have more tech one-on-one -on -one sessions from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Also on the 13th, we have a session with the Evelyn K. Davis Center on financial empowerment from noon to 1 p.m. We also have adult coloring club that day from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. And to round out that very busy day, we have kids club read from 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m. On Wednesday, September 14th, we have teen advisory board from 3 to 4 p.m. Also on Wednesday, we have After School Adventures Lego Club from 3.45 to 4.30 p.m. On Thursday, September 15th, we have Adult Craft Night from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. And then on Friday the 16th, we have the same craft, but we'll be doing an Adult Craft Day from 10 to 11.30 a.m. And then finally, we have our first Iowa Files program on Sunday, September 18th from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of In This Day and Page. I'll see you back here for our next one on September 19th. Have a fantastic day.